0: Husbands expect wives to trust too soon and then inappropriately blames them for doing something wrong or inappropriate if they're asking to double check. It is absolutely unfair and it is a massive, massive toxic element in a relationship that comes after infidelity. Right.
1: Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, should you check up on an unfaithful spouse?
0: Yeah, this is just going to be an easy episode, Mm -hmm. isn't it? Yeah. Big one. Yep. But important one. Sure. Here we go. All right. You want to try something that's uh, kind of a realistic situation for a lot of people out there? Sure. Sure primarily wives okay but not just wives okay okay here's the question is it wrong for me to ask my husband to let me see his cash app and other bank statements after he has cheated on me if we're trying to make the marriage work so he's been unfaithful and now she would like to kind of see bank statements and check up on him let's just call it what it is right she wants to check up on him
1: yes with a caveat how's that
0: i love caveat it's really good on crackers (laughs) not caviar you silly caveat
1: yes it's absolutely understandable why a wife i know you didn't ask if it was understandable you ask if a wife should be able to but i'm going to start this way it's absolutely understandable that a wife would want to have that information and see that information because it helps in their mind to see where money is being spent if the question is possibly is he cheating on me or is he doing something else when you're starting to work through it and try to make things right there's always this underlying sense of how do I know this is the only piece that I can control that I can see if he really is doing what he's saying he's supposed to be doing right now there comes a point though where it moves from information to like control and I have to watch every single move that you make and I don't trust you at all. Right. That's where that caveat comes in. There's, And it has to be something that you talk about before. I think when there's been some sort of infidelity or lying or that kind of stuff and you're working on it, you have to kind of lay the ground rules ahead of time mm-hmm. when you're working on it. And one of those is there can be no secrets. Mm-hmm. So if you really want to help your wife feel safe and secure, there can be no secrets. And you have to be able to say, anytime you want to look at my phone, my computer, my bank account, you have the freedom to do so. Yeah. But it has to be something that you talk about.
0: And you're willing to do. And willing to do. Not something that's being forced on you. Exactly. Why? What's the difference? Even if it's being imposed on you, you've been unfaithful. Here's now the new rules. Why does that typically not work?
1: Because it keeps your spouse or it keeps whoever has been unfaithful or done the mess up. Mm -hmm. It keeps them in a defensive posture. Mm -hmm. Instead of that defensive posture where you're trying to guard and protect yourself, you want to take responsibility for yourself kind of position.
0: That's the piece that's missing. When it's imposed, you're still not taking responsibility and changing your behavior. You're just changing because of some sort of external force on you. Right. Yeah. Here's the situation that I see happen in most of these situations where someone's been unfaithful and they are trying to rebuild trust. Relationships are built on trust in the first place. Right. And when that trust is betrayed in one of the biggest ways possible, being unfaithful, Mm -hmm. being sexually active with somebody else, that is one of the biggest betrayals out there. You have not just broken the sexual relationship in the marriage. You've broken the trust relationship in the marriage. And to rebuild the trust portion of it requires the openness and the willingness to answer any question and to not hold any secrets. Like you said, I will be 100% open and transparent with you by my own choice. Not because I'm being forced to, but because I recognize I need to rebuild that trust. And so many people, let's put it into the husband context, because that's just the nature of this story here, even though... Husbands can't go are not the only ones who cheat. Right. But if the husband goes, you need to trust me again before he has enough credibility, before there's enough time to rebuild that trust, it's actually causing the wife to be put into a, a crazy-making situation because mm-hmm. she's going, you've proven that you are not trustworthy. Right. You're telling me that I should trust you and that if I don't trust you, then there's something wrong with me. Right. Do you see how unbelievably unfair that is exactly. to a wife? That a husband should never do that. Instead, a husband who truly understands the needs of his wife will go, I understand that my behavior, my choices broke her trust. It made her doubt something within herself and doubt something within me. Mm -hmm. And I need to heal that by being as vulnerable and open and transparent more than I would have had to in the past. Right. Because there was no damage in the past and now this is in the way. Right. And once you remain in that posture for a long enough period of time, then trust naturally, just as a natural consequence, starts to creep back into the relationship because you're helping your wife remain congruent mentally. Right. He is trustworthy because I can ask him at any time for anything and he's willing to show it to me. He's actually (sighs) trustworthy. Sure. And her brain can calm down. Right. She's not in that survival brain, that defensive brain at all. But husbands expect wives to trust too soon. Yes. Or the unfaithful partner expects the faithful partner to trust too soon and then inappropriately blames them for doing something wrong or inappropriate if they're asking to double check. It right. is absolutely unfair and it is a massive, massive toxic element in a relationship that comes after infidelity, right? And needs to be addressed. Clearly needs to be addressed. I had a policy uh, when I was doing therapy with clients, which is this is a requirement for me to work with you guys. After some level of infidelity, this is what I'm going to ask of you, sir or ma'am, whoever the unfaithful partner is. Are you willing to sign up for that? Right. And if they say yes, but then don't actually do it, we don't continue therapy. If they say yes, I'm willing to do that, and actually are willing to kind of uh, disclose follow anything, follow through, I'll work with them as long as possible. Right. If they won't do that, I'm not the therapist for them. And I've rarely seen any other therapy typically work for a relationship in that situation. Yeah. But it's it's hard. That, it's hard that to, openness
1: and willing to be seen and, yeah. and um, disclose things that yep. you want to keep hidden in the recesses of yep. your, you know.
0: Yep. Now again, talking about your caviar again, the problem is when a spouse, again, the husband has been doing that, but the wife's survival brain is still kicked in full gear going, I don't want to get played again. I don't want to get tricked yeah. again. I have to police my husband. Exactly. I have to parent him and make sure he doesn't get away with anything. That's when it crosses that line into that inappropriate controlling thing that you are yes. referring to. Yes, exactly. And that is nasty and messy and also has to be addressed within the therapy process. It's yes. actually I've had faithful partners look at me going you're expecting me to do the hard work around this but he's the one who screwed up yes and it's like yes that's true but it is going to be work that you are going to have to do
1: yeah when infidelity happens the work is not required just on one person's part because the infidelity affects both people and you both have if you want the marriage to to work and heal and grow and thrive and survive, yeah. you both have to do work. And that's so counterintuitive because in this world, when someone wrongs us, we want them to hurt back. I know that when we first were married and we didn't have anything big like that, but there were things that you would do that would hurt me. Yeah. And and I'm going, but if I forgive you, if I just let it go, then I'm letting you get away with something. Yeah. And I'm sure that that's the same thought process for women who've been in relationships sure. or even men yeah. where there's been infidelity, well, I can't just try to start trusting him because number one, fool me once, shame mm. on me, fool me twice, or shame on you, shame on me. You know that one. <laughs>
0: Hold on. For <laughs> those who don't know it, let's get okay. it really, really cr- correct. Fool
1: me once, shame on you. Yes. Fool me twice, shame on me. Correct so that whole i don't want to get
0: get played again played
1: again and number 2 if i start to do the right things that i should be doing in just even a normal marriage that means i'm letting him get away with what he did and i think that's probably the hardest part for a woman particularly of yeah. uh, feeling like you mean I have to work hard because he screwed up? Yeah. He needs to pay. Yeah. Why am I paying? Yeah. And it doesn't work that way. No. We're not wired that way, and it just doesn't work that way, and you both have work to do. When you've been hurt, you have work to do to heal because you're responsible yeah. for yourself and your behaviors and how you respond in that situation. Yeah. And it's not easy, yeah. but it's necessary.
0: If you're listening to this and this is the situation you have found yourself in where you've been cheated on or there's been some sort of major betrayal and trust, pay attention to these dynamics that we're talking about today. And when did you start to feel that difficulty in trusting and when did you want to start controlling or when did you want to check up and if you're the one who was the betrayer. How difficult was it to be completely open and transparent and vulnerable again? These dynamics are real, and and it is not a topic to be treated carelessly or flippantly in some way. It really does take some work, but I want people to hear, once you do the work, people can recover from infidelity. They can actually have a good marriage again. They don't have to be wounded forever. Right. We are designed to heal. Yeah. Again, it was going to take a little bit of work, but you don't have to stay broken. And I would invite you to consider that to say, maybe I can get free. Maybe if I do forgive, I actually can get that freedom rather than living in that fear and living in that control. Maybe I can trust again and maybe we can be intimate emotionally and physically and sexually and relationally. Maybe we can actually become vulnerable with each other again and we can enjoy the relationship. Yeah. It's not a deal breaker. Yeah. This is an important one because it there's is. a lot of infidelity out there. There's a lot of broken trust in the, out there and we want people to have hope in some way.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. we really do want you guys to have hope that yeah. that things can be better and can yep. change. Yep. I think that's it.
0: I think we should be done there. Yeah. Everyone, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.